Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you guys doing? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Khair for your khira'ah. Any favorite ayahs in today's? Um, for me, it was uh, Surah Qasas, the whole story of Musa. The whole story of Musa, right? Yeah. And uh, one ayah, Why that ayah? Uh, because it's it's like saying that like m- maybe people in the earth are maybe arrogant or like people are with pride but when <coughs> in Yawm Al-Qiyamah everybody's going to go to him humble <coughs> you know what about you? Um, the shiny one that I would choose is probably um, and then the next verse and in the verse after that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that there is no power on earth. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was to wish the, the night takes over and there is no day, there is no power on earth that will bring about the day. And Allah says, we do this the night for you to, uh, for you to gain uh, tranquility and peace and sleep. And the the day for you to go out and earn your uh, livelihood. Mashallah, very good. Mashallah. Shalom, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Wa salli ala Rasulil Kareem. Amma ba'd. Mashallah. The Quran recited completed the recitation of um, Surah Al-Naml, which we spoke about yesterday, and completed the recitation of Surah Al-Qasas today. So we'll speak about Surah Al-Qasas. Surah Al-Qasas is. By the definition of the name, is is uh, a, a surah in which Allah Subhanahu wa Taala discusses stories of the prophets, and at the core of this, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala discusses the story of Musa alayhi salam. Therefore, when Allah starts off Surah Qasas, He actually says, Musa that we will give you the story of Musa and Fir'aun in this specific surah, so you can understand it properly. And you can also be able to identify where the falls were for Fir'aun and his nation, Qarun, and how we protected Musa and uh, his believers. Uh, we will not go through the entire story of Musa that I shared a link in the past of a lecture by Ardi um, Abdullah Evans that he gave at our Miftah circle, and I can share it again. But I will skim over the majority of the story and focus on two points. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the beginning, and this is that this in Surah Qasas is the best chronological order of the story of Musa. The surah comes in Surah Taha, it comes in, it comes 15 times in the Quran. So it comes multiple times. But in Surah Qasas, it comes chronologically. It comes in a manner that you can, this is what happened first, this is what happened second. So Allah explains that Musa was born at a time where Fir'aun and his people were killing male children. And when she when she got scared, Allah said, "Don't worry." Put him inside the box. Put him inside of a river, and don't be scared. We'll bring him back to you, and we're gonna make him amongst the prophets. Despite her not being a prophet herself, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala inspired her, and we find that to be true. To Allah. Be inspired by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you put our trust into Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would create a means out of the difficulty for us. This child goes to the palace of Fir'aun in Asia, 
the wife of Fir'aun sees this child and her, the, the love of this child seeps into her heart. And she says, Perhaps this child can be the coolness of both of our eyes. And she said, you know, maybe we can maybe we can benefit from this kid or we can adopt the kid. Uh, Fir'aun was not uh, for this. He still wanted to kill the kid, but uh, through his wife's appeal and request, he kept it. And after some time, the, the sister of Musa salam, was sent by the mother of Musa salam, to find out where this child went. And she went and she saw that it ended up in the lap of the, of the, of the Pharaoh himself. right? Uh, rather than getting away from Fir'aun, it ended up going straight to Fir'aun. And in the story, Allah sh- shows us that it doesn't matter how many enemies we, might, we may have. It doesn't matter what's going on. If Allah wants something to happen, He will make it happen in front of your face and, you, and the person can't do anything about it. Like it's happening in front of the person who is trying to kill all of these kids so that a that, that a prophet doesn't come that takes over his community. And Allah sends the kid to his to his palace. Number one, the kid is put inside of a box and can't breathe. He's put inside of the river. We don't know where the river is gonna go. Number three, the, the king picks him up himself, the pharaoh himself. And there's a death sentence written on this kid now. But still Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala finds uh creates a way out of this. For this child, where the mother comes and becomes the the the, the nurser for this child, because Musa Aisan was not taking from any other any other uh, nurser, and uh, Fir'aun actually pays her for this. And as time goes on, he was raised in the palace of Fir'aun, and he gets into a tussle where he hits someone, and by accident, when he hits them, he passes away. And the next day, the same thing happens, and now this person who sought his help the first day goes ahead and he tells everyone else. So what happened was the first day, this man was arguing with someone else and the person from his tribe said to him, الذي, like he, he asked him for help. And when he asked him for help, Musa just hit the other guy and he died. Right? You know, it, was, it, it, was, it wasn't intentional, neither was it uh, planned. It just, it just happened to be that it was one hit. It, he, just, he just fell down and he passed away. And he made dua of maghfir, Allah forgive me, this was not something that I wanted to do. The next day, the same person who was arguing with the, with the last person who passed away, he is getting into a tussle again. And he asked Musa again, can you help me? Now Musa says, hey man, I'm going to hit you today. Now this guy, who was the one that sought help both days, he gets scared. And he says, oh, are you going to do what you did to what you did to the other person yesterday? When you killed the other person, are you going to kill me too? And now everyone found out that the Musa Islam was a killer of that guy. And now people are looking for him and he will get in trouble. So one of his friends come to him and say to him, Hey, the people in the, in the palace are trying to kill you. It's best that you leave the city. So he leaves. And when he leaves, he continues to you know travel and continues to move forward out of fear that something may happen to him. And finally, he reaches the land of Madian, right? the land of Shu'aib salam. And when he gets there, he sees this well. The people are huddled around the well trying to get water. And there are two women that are all the way in the back that cannot get water. They're all the way in the back, right? Uh, so he, and then when this, the, if everyone else gets the water, they actually put the lid on top of the well. So the women now can't even get water. So they're stuck because they can't uncover the well. So when he sees this, he says, What's wrong? What's going on? How come you guys are not getting water? Right. We've come here and we can't get the water until everyone else gets their water. And before Musa is asking that, why is your brother or why is your 
husband or was your father not here? They just say to themselves, well, Abuna Shaykhun Kabir, that our father is very elderly, he can't come here. So that it, it already answered the question. And that's what that's how it should be when we're having discussions with opposite genders. That the discussion is permissible, but we should not um, create talk where it's not necessary, right? Nonetheless, he goes, he goes and he lifts that lid that normally it would take 10 people to lift, and he gives them water. And as he gives them water, they continue to move on and they leave. They don't they don't really say, okay, thank you so much. And, oh, you know, mashallah, you're so strong and, you know, you're so helpful. Boom. They just leave. They continue their journey back to their house. This is one of the points that I wanted to discuss today where Musa, السلام, after doing this, he went under, a, under a, a tree. And he's literally what we would call a fugitive and homeless right now. Like, you can't be in a more... Uh, vulnerable situation, right? You have nowhere to be, you have no money, you have no means of income, you have nothing going on. You're, 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 and also you're scared. So you're running away from something that you're, you're afraid that you're going to get punished for. He makes this one dua. And the dua that he makes is manifested in so many different ways by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The acceptance of it. He makes one small dua. He says, Rabbi, Inni lima anzalta What a powerful dua. So, oh Allah, I am a poor person for whatever you choose to send my way. Meaning that I'm a faqir, I'm so poor that anything good that you send to me will be sufficient for me. Send me anything. I'm not asking for a you know a, a Mercedes. Give me any car, I'm okay. Give me any job. Give, give me any shelter. Whatever whatever you send down upon me from goodness, I'm a poor, I'm a needy person towards it. I won't be picky. Whatever you send my way, I'll accept it. Just send me whatever you have for in store for me. And when he made this dua, right? Sometimes we, we choose to make very specific du'as, which is nothing's wrong with that. But at times our du'as can be um, for the objective and not for the source. The objective is to be happy. The source is this job. Oh Allah, give me happiness. May it be coming from this job or may it come from another job. Oh Allah, give me peace. May it be from purchasing this house or purchasing another house. We make dua for the source. We should learn how to make dua for the objective. Because many a time the source is given to the person, but the objective that they you know, wanted that thing for is not complete. They don't get the objective, right? So Musa over here makes dua for the objective. Oh Allah, whatever you give me, I'm a poor person for it. And now because of this dua, he's given three things. The three things that we require while living in life. Number one, he's given a wife. Allah gets him married to the daughter of Shu'ib Number two, he's given a home to live in. Where he's living with an elderly prophet in Shu'ib in most narrations. And number three, he's also given a job. <laughs> he's also given a job. All he did was one act of kindness. Right? Normally what happens in life, our acts of kindness are incentivized. We want to do something because there's an incentive in it. But if we do things without incentives, they create the best results in the courts of Allah and also in this world. Right? It's not that they did good to me so I did good back to them or I did good to them so everyone should know about it. No, I do it because that's my duty in this life. The khairun nasi anfa'ahum nas That the greatest of people are the ones that can benefit people with the most uh, with the, that can benefit the most people. And that's what Musa Isa, he just, he just helped people 
for the sake of helping. And he did not ask them. He had a full right to ask them that, hey man, I just helped you out. Hook it up. Give me some money. Give me some, give me something. No, he helped him and he turned towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's also a means of our dua being accepted. That we make our dua post helping someone else out. Like Zakaria Islam helped out Marim salam, and then he made his dua. Right? When you give sadaqah, then you make your dua. When you help some when you help an abd of Allah, when you help Allah's slave or Allah's you know Amma, Allah's Allah's servant, and then you turn towards Allah, Allah loves that. Because you just helped someone that he loves. And now he'll help you. So it's like a shortcut to having your dua accepted. Right? This is why when a person makes dua for someone behind their back, the angels reply and say, Well, like a myth. Like you get you well, you get whatever you made dua for the other person. So number one, he helped someone. Number two, he made a dua directly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he was given the three things that we require in life. A family. Right? Without a family, we're, we're, we're lonely. He needs a house or else he's homeless. And he's a job. Without that, he's jobless. One dua gave him all those three. Right? Because he made dua for the source. He made dua for the objective, not the source. He didn't say, oh Allah, I helped these people out, so help me. Oh Allah, you, whatever you have in store for me, I'm okay with it. Not that I'm going to picky, I'm going to be picky with whatever you give me. Whatever you give me, I'll accept it. Because I'm faqeer for you. Ya Allah. We are poor in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to A, identify that the source of help is the source of having our dua accepted. One of them is to help people without an incentive. And number two, make these duas for the objective, not always for the sources. Because the sources may come without the objective. But when the objectives come, we don't even need the source. Because we have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala giving us the objective of that dua. Then time went on. And of course, he went back to Fir'aun as a prophet with Harun salam, And he gave him da'wah. And Allah freed him from Fir'aun um, through the, the journey of, of the sea. Where the sea was split open for them. And Qarun was an, another individual that Allah speaks about in the surah. Where he was also destroyed. And the reason for him being destroyed was he was actually from the family of Musa and the Qarun the Musa, the family or from the from, or from the um, the Qawm of Musa. He was from his people, right? Uh, from the Bani Israel. But one of the mistakes that he did was He said that I have been given this, whatever I have in life, I have been given it because of my own effort, my own knowledge. And Allah did not like that. Whatever we have is not because of our own effort, our own knowledge. It's because Allah allowed us to have it. Right? Allah had the, the earth sunk open to eat him because, or to swallow him because of an accusation that he threw at Musa السلام, that he had an illicit relationship with somebody else. And obviously that was completely false. So Allah, Allah told Musa السلام, that the earth is at your power. Whatever you want to do, it will do for you. And he told the earth to, to, to suck in Qarun. So but, but what led to that was the fact that he was arrogant over what he had. But Allah has given us things which should not become more blessings, should be a source of more gratitude, not more arrogance. Why more gratitude? Because we know we couldn't do it on our own. right? We know it was someone else that did it for us. So let's not act like it was us. Yes, we have to make effort. Right? Without effort, you know, we can't get anything. Right? Our effort is us planting the seeds. And our du'as is us Allah watering the seeds for us. So that's the two 
Uh, th those are the two points that I wanted to discuss. Number one, the dua of Musa salam, and number two, why Qarun was destroyed. May Allah SWT bless all of us and allow us to benefit from these reminders. Hopefully, we we'll see you all today at 6 p.m. and at 9:30 p.m. with um, Sheikh Abdullah Mufti Rahman. Jazakallah khair wa akhuda. Alhamdulillah bil alamin. So, I had a question. What, what is the difference between Sunnah and Sibqa? I'm not sure what the second word is. If you can please rewrite the second word. And inshallah, you know, soon we will have um, one session only for Q&As for Quranic questions, inshallah. I will send that your way uh, perhaps tomorrow. I'm not sure what the second word is. Um, um, the attendee that's asking the question. So if I'm unable to answer it now, please send it to arvinamiftah.org. Inshallah, tomorrow I'll answer it in, in this session. If that's okay with you. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sibaratullah is, is, is deen, it's our religion. It's our sharia. And sunnah is, is uh, our prophet's implementation of that sharia. Right? Minhaj. Everyone, every prophet had their own manhaj. Every prophet had their own processes that they utilized. Uh, but Sibaratullah is the religion of the sharia of Allah that never changed. It's the religion of Allah. Right? And then our prophets were given that same religion. And they implemented it in their own ways. That's where Sunnah comes, right? So in order to to have our deeds accepted, we have to have the sibgha, which is iman in Allah, and we also have to have the Sunnah, which is the process the Prophet taught us how to do it. We can't just have iman in Allah and pray salat because we have to know how we to pray salat, and that's where we find the Sunnah of the Prophet to come in to teach us how to pray. Uh, we don't find out how to pray from the Quran. We find out how to pray from the Sunnah, from the from the ahadith, from the prophetic narrations. So that is the you know the, the connection between those two words. Hope that makes sense, inshallah. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.